Rosh Hashanah, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Base, 1, 2. Now our mission will discuss when Hashem judges the world, and it will say, Ba'arba Prakim. There are actually four different junctures, Ha'olam Nidon, on which the judge, the, excuse me, the world is judged. So we'll see here. Let me read you the whole Mishnah first to see it all. Ba'pesach al Tavua. On the holiday of Pesach, there's a judgment regarding the grain. Ba'atzeret al Peros Ha'elon. On the holiday of Shavuos, referred to as Atzeret, the Mishnah, there's a judgment regarding the fruit of the trees. Barosha Shana on our Rosh Shana. Kol Baya Olam over in the fun of Kimne Maron. Everyone passes before Hashem. Shneemar, as the Pasuk says, Hayotu Yacha Libam Hamevin Eskol Masehem. Hashem knows what's going on with everybody. He sees everyone with the blink of an eye. And the judgment is on everybody. And then Uva Chag, and on the holiday of Sukkot, referred to as Chag, Nidon Nalamayim, there's a judgment on water. Okay, let me take this part piece by piece. But first of all, you see there are basically two different categories, right? There's the judgments on all of humanity, and then there's the judgments on each of the three pilgrimage festivals regarding a specific aspect of uh, of blessing. So let's just take those apart in turn and discuss how they could work together. Um, when it comes to Pesach al-Hatavua, the judgments on Pesach is for the grain. This makes sense in as much as this is the beginning of the ripening of the grain, um, and that's when the blessing and the judgment happens. Abraisa brings down in Masechus Rosh Hashanah that Hashem asks us to bring a korban, an offering, the korban omer, um, that, that barley offering that's brought from the barley, which is the first of the ripening grains, so that he, we may bring this offering and he may bless us, because that's when he's judging us. And it's the textual basis to a source that shows the judgment happens on Pesach for grain, is that that's when Hashem wants to give us a blessing regarding his judgment. Same goes for Ba'atzeres Alperas Elon on Shavuos, the judgments regarding the fruit of the trees. Again, Hashem requests we bring the Shteha Lechem, these two loaves of bread that are uh, made from wheat. And when we bring that offering and wave it before Hashem, we get the blessing regarding our fruit. And finally, I'm skipping over the, in the mission, we're going out of order now. When it comes to Bachag and on Sukkot, Nedon Alamayim, the judgments on water, that's the beginning of the rainy season. And we bring this. We're commanded to bring this water libation, like the the Simchas Beis Hashem called as the water libation done throughout Sukkot, and by doing so, Hashem will bless us regarding water. So it makes sense. The beginning of the grain is Pesach. The of the beginning of ripening is Pesach. The beginning of the fruits ripening is Shavuos. The beginning of the rainy season is Sukkot, and therefore it's an appropriate time to get judged. And therefore, we, Hashem gives us a mechanism to earn a blessing and a good judgment. And there is a bit of a question. Perhaps, in as much as the Shavuos part, how we see that the connection between ripening grain and bringing the Omer, water and bringing the water libation, how exactly is bringing the Shtehalechem, the wheat, loaves, or bread, exactly appropriate for getting a judgment regarding fruit on the trees? So, uh, the way the Brisa presents it, it just says matter of fact, and the rationale would be that according to that Tana, the fruit that Adam Arishon, Adam ate back in the Gan, in the Garden of Eden, Gan Eden, was uh, was uh, was wheat. Wheat used to grow on trees proper, and he holds it was wheat, and therefore it's appropriate. The fruit on the tree is wheat. That's an appropriate thing to bring. Um, period. That's the sources. I've heard it said many times, this idea that, echoing this idea, that the, what we bring on Shavuos are the first fruits, Bikurim, and that, of course, would give us a blessing regarding our first fruits. That makes a lot of sense. It sounds very nice. Um, it happens in my view what the Brisa says, but that's that. Okay, now that's those are the three specific judgments regarding 
produce and rain. Now, the other part is that it says, Uvarosha Shana, on the Rosh Hashanah, meaning on the first of Tishrei, what we call Rosh Hashanah, Kol Boy Olam, everybody on planet Earth, every person, every human being, Ovrin Lefanov, pass before God, Kivne Maron. According to the Bartonora, this means like little sheep. Maron is a cognate of the word Imrana. Imrana means sheep in Aramaic. And it means like little sheep, the same way that a shepherd counts every sheep. They go in and go out. They come in and out through a little, like, you know, a little opening inside the corral one at a time. And he keeps an eye on each one of them. So to Hashem, every single person passes for Hashem one at a time. He's the great shepherd, so to speak, who looks after his flock, each and every individual. And that's the reference here. Um, the Gemara brings two other pshatim. One is that Maron is like from a lashon of, of Marus, which means like the authorities, referring to soldiers who are subject to the authority of the king. In the same way soldiers march carefully, they are each scrutinized one at a time, they're held to a high standard. Um, so so to all of humanity, in the same way, servants of Hashem, so to speak, are judged individually to march to do Hashem's bidding and so on. The third pshat is, it's a reference to like the, the city of Meron, and the, it's Kamalos base Maron, like the ascent up to the place called Maron, like made famous nowadays because of Rabbi Shimmer tomb being there. I should point out that Shammai's tomb is also there, etc. But um, in any case, so so um, the ascent up to Maron was like a narrow, treacherous ascent with a narrow path on which people to walk single file as they fall off the edge. The idea is similar to being that people are walking up the mountain um, and they're being judged one at a time, passing single file, each getting scrutinized by Hashem. At all events, the point is that Hashem judges everybody individually. Shene'emar, as the Pasuk says, Hayotzer Yachad Libam, the one who forms their hearts together, Hamevin El Kol Ma'asem, he understands um, all their acts. Hashem knows the motivations and depth of every person's actions. Um, the fact that it's referring to me as being the Yotzer, the one who formed them, um, indicates certainly that the time that's appropriate for judging them is the day in which they were formed, humanity was formed, which is the first day of Tishrei, um, when Adam Rishon was formed. Okay, so that's the judgment of Rosh Hashanah, as we know it, that everyone's judged. There's a bit of a question, how to reconcile these two things. If everyone's getting judged in Rosh Hashanah, what's the relevance of the judgments that are happening on Pesach Shpusukas? So... Um, the resolution of this question kind of revolves typically around sort of like Kashgacha Pratis and Kalalis, a general or a specific um, judgment. That is to say that, you know, Hashem judges you as an individual on, on Rosh Hashanah, but the world is all how much rain will fall, total quantity of rain, or how much fruit will grow, etc., the quality of the fruit. That's done on the respective other days of judgment, and he puts those two things together. And what's really important to understand here, I want to make sure, a Hashgachic point before we move on, is that the Torah and Judaism does not believe in predestination. Um, even if Hashem judges you for such and such in Rosh Hashanah, that just means that uh, if everything goes according to the normal course of events. But you're always able to change your decree either by by your Bechira, by your free choice, by doing tshuva. Certainly you have until Yom Kippur, for starters, everyone knows that, to change things around for a Benoni. Um, but they, that's the reason why you hear there's still, you know, what happens till Hoshana Rabbah and and so on and so forth. When the Torah says something is going to happen, it only means unless people do something extraordinary to change the course of events. But you can. Um, that's certainly true. Similarly, if it says, the Torah says, you know, 40 days before the Yitzir Savlad, the child is, you know, formed in utero, the voice comes out in heaven and says, you know, this is the Shidduch, so-and-so will marry so-and-so. 
um, even though that's true that it happens, that just means under the normal circumstances of course events. But you can do something abnormal to change the course of your life so that you won't marry your shidduch, etc., etc. Um, the point is, my point here is that it's not a fatalistic religion or there's nothing as predetermination or even as fate. No, Hashem guides each person's life um, with precision and um, and a person can certainly change whatever is decreed at any time based on his doing tshuva and earning it and so on. Um, and that's that's very, very important to know.